Hey guys, welcome to day six of our Romans reading plan. Robert here. I'm with Delaney Degelo. Hello. She is our college associate, a joy, hilarious, funny, and just a sweet person. Uh, it is a blessing and a gift to have you with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. So tell uh, our church a little bit about yourself. Wow, I'm really glad with that introduction because I can send it to my mom and she'll be so proud. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you she for will. those compliments. That was so kind. But I am actually new to Murfreesboro. I've only been here since August, but I love it. I went to UT in college. Go Vols. Sorry, might not be a popular opinion around here, but Tennessee, I bleed orange, I think. <laughs> Haven't tested that theory, but it could be a thing. So I have a bulldog named May. Her name is actually Padme, but it's like May for short. You know? Are you a Star Wars fan? Oh, or? I'm a big Star Wars fan. Okay. Like when I was little, my dad took me to get like a straight A's present and I got an Anakin doll, not a Barbie. And wow. that's when my dad knew he raised me right. So <laughs> May is my bulldog. She's deaf, which is very interesting, you know. You never think about getting a deaf dog on accident, but I did get a deaf dog on accident. Well, if anyone can care for the deaf dog, it's you, Delaney. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. We are going to move on into Romans 3, 21 through 31. Do you mind uh, uh, reading for us? Yes, I'm so excited. So I'll just go ahead and read this passage and stop in a couple places along the way to just kind of break it down. So like you said, we're going to be in Romans 3, 21 through 31. So it starts and says, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift. Through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? Is it excluded? By what kind of law? By what kind of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is it God, the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one. Who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith? Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. So, going to go back and break it down a little bit because I know that that's a lot of information to take in. But I really love this passage. It's literally called the righteousness of God through faith. So this passage to me speaks a lot about the idea of faith and works. And going back, it says in verse 21, it says, uh, of God has been manifested apart from the law. And so what does this mean, apart from the law? Well, as it goes on into verse 22, it explains through the righteousness of God through faith. And then it's like this idea of faith is so overwhelming to me because I'm one of those people that sometimes struggles with faith works. Like, do I have to earn my faith? Do I have to do all the right things? Like, do I have to be the perfect Christian and read my Bible three times a day and then clear the slate? Like, that's kind of what I fall into a lot of the time. And when I read this and I see the word all, it just overwhelms me that God offers grace to all of us. So the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So... Faith is through Jesus. 
Like, what does that mean? It means that you believe in who Jesus is. And so in verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we have all fallen short, all people. Nobody has a clean slate except Jesus on this earth, which is kind of like a freeing thing to recognize, that all of us have fallen short, but we get offered this free gift, free gift, a gift of grace. And this isn't something that, like I said, we don't have to perform to get it. We don't have to do all the right things each day, but we have to accept the grace. And so it's that we're justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. And I like the word redemption because um, I looked it up the other day because I hear the word redemption all the time. What does it mean to be redeemed? But when I looked up redemption, it says regaining possession of something in exchange for payment. And it means clearing the debt. And when you hear clearing the debt, like I know that I have accounted for probably a lot of debt in my life. And what is debt? That's sin. And we hear the word sin all the time. And what is the cost of sin? Well, it's death. So I have earned death through my actions each and every day. I sin. But what this is saying is redemption. So when I accept Jesus and I accept this free gift, he's literally saying, like, I'm clearing your debt. Like, those lies you told, those just any sin that you have, I'm clearing it. And it's all. So it's not saying, like, okay, if you did one of these sins, you're clear, but this is not cleared. It's no, like through the redemption of Jesus, through the blood that he shed on the cross, he's saying, I cleared the debt. And that doesn't mean we walk in that. Like, okay, like every day I'm clear, but we should be in awe of the fact that Jesus was willing to pay our debt. And it says, um, for God put forward as a propitiation by his blood. So once again, propitiation, what does that mean? It's literally a substitute. Like Jesus stepped in our place. And I wouldn't even step in somebody's place to like do their grocery run for them. Like I live my life for me a lot of the time. And the fact that like Jesus loves us so much that he said, okay, I'm going to step into this for them. And I think sometimes I read this and I'm like, oh, insert somebody else's name. But this is just like a personal letter to us. Like Jesus is like, Delaney, I will step in your place. Robert, I will step in your place. Like insert your name. Jesus was willing to step into that. And once again, it's received by faith. So just accepting Jesus in and saying, hey, Lord, like I want to give my life to you and believe in you fully and walk in that. So I love this passage because I think if we recognize that our sins were paid for, we have to walk in the practice of repentance, but also walk in the freedom that our debts have been paid for and not walking in fear, but walking in faith instead. And so it goes on to say, this was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. So these sins didn't take God by surprise and he doesn't forget um, about what Jesus did for us. And then it was to show his righteousness at the present time that he might be just and the justifier of one who has faith. So I love this line in verse 26 because one time somebody explained it to me as in God is the just because he's like our judge he's perfect he's on the throne we know that and so to be just in the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus this is like I always imagine a courtroom you come before the judge and you've messed up like if you're in the courtroom you have most likely messed up sometimes people are like it wasn't me I don't know but when we come into this just this courtroom and standing in front of the judge, like that might seem like a scary moment. But the cool thing about our judge is when we accept Jesus, he says, not guilty. 
And not because we aren't guilty, but because somebody stepped in and took that place for us, which is just mine. Like, it just blows my mind to think that God could look at us and say, not guilty, not because of what you did, but because of what my son did for you. And so it's just this freeing thought of, man, like Jesus loves us so much and God loves us that much that he's willing to let us stand before him and say, not guilty, which is just crazy. And then 27 is one that always hits me a little deep. Um, It says, then what becomes of our boasting? And I think sometimes we walk in a lifestyle where we want to say, like, look at all I have done. And we forget to say, look at all he has done. Because any good thing that (laughs) has been done through me is inevitably from the Holy Spirit because I have nothing good in me (laughs) to offer. But how cool is it the fact that we get to say, Our life should be a picture of all that Jesus is and our faith. So we're not supposed to live in this lifestyle where we're like, look at all I did. Like, look at the great Christian I am. Look at all the, look at all I've done at work. Look at all I've done in my family. But instead say like, look at what Jesus did on the cross and look at what he continues to do each and every day through all of our lives. And it goes on to say, by what kind of law? By a law of works. No, by the law of faith. This is just honestly freeing. And we should all walk in the freedom that it's not by all the right works. But we know faith without works is dead, but it is this idea of it starts with faith. And it's not about crossing off a checklist. And then it says, For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, the Gentiles also, since God is one. We have one God and one grace. All people, the same God, and we get to all worship him together. And so I love this because it's really unifying to know that as believers, we're worshiping the same God and God offers the same grace to all of us. So we should walk in that and look around at the people around us and say that God is extending them the same grace that he's extending to us. And so keeping that mindset in our each and every day that, man, they are loved by the same God and God extends them the same grace. So why would I not tell them about it? Because it's just cool to know that In every part of the world, God is the same. In each city, state, country, continent, we are worshiping the same God, and that should always be our heartbeat, is to talk about this God and to share this God and hope that people accept this free gift because that's the purpose. That's why we're here, is to walk in this gift and hopefully point others to the gift that is just so precious. And wrapping it up, it says, Who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith? Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. So this isn't saying throw the law out the window. It's done. And we're going to get more into that throughout Romans. But it's saying as Christians— the Bible is our just textbook, but also we we still walk according to the law because we know that God is intentional um, about all things and all people in authority. And so it is really freeing. And I don't know, I hope this passage is an encouragement to you guys because it is to me that this gift of grace, I get to fully accept it and hopefully continue to point others to that because one God, one grace. So that's all I've got for you guys today. Delaney, great job. Great job. You took a, a, a passage that uh, can be complex, words like propitiation, <laughs> and you made it very approachable, uh, simple to understand, and really just uh, painted a beautiful picture of God's grace and His love for us. That you would step in and uh, in, in exchange uh, our brokenness for His beauty. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And thank you guys for listening uh, to day six of this Romans reading plan. We'll see you tomorrow with day seven.